Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Simply the best with your host, Rhiannon Archer. Get ready? Hey guys! Oh my gosh, guys, how are you? Yeah, welcome to Simply the Best. This is possibly the best thing you could have done tonight. No, wait, it is. It's in the title, it's in the name. Are you guys good? We're just, we're just mixing lights right now. We are doing a podcast, so lights are very, very important. <laughs> they are very important. I am your host tonight. I am Rhiannon and Archer. You're welcome. And <laughs> every time I hear that, I always think of like Mary with children. And I'm like, I wish I had Peggy Bundy hair. But I was stupid and cut all my hair off. Which is a horrible thing to do. I had actually cut, I had this long, beautiful hair, and I had actually cut all my hair off. Because I woke up one morning and I was like, you know what? I want to confuse people on what gender I am from behind. Maybe that sounds like an amazing thing to do. So I cut all my hair off. And it was a lot easier because, you know, from long to short, it was like 10 minutes to get ready. And uh, what happened is, like, you know, my makeup and everything and my hair was nothing. The only thing I had to worry about was whether I wanted to dress to the left or the right. <laughs> Which, first off, Guys, give yourselves a round of applause for getting dressed every morning. Please do. Because I understand as a woman, I understand as a woman, it's hard. Like, you know, we have to worry about our makeup and our hair and what we wear. But never once have, like, any of us here, ladies, woken up and thought, hmm, I wonder if I'm going to look like a pervert for the rest of the day. Like, that doesn't come to our minds. And if you don't know what, you know, dressing to the left or the right means, it's what pant leg you want to put your dick down. And don't mean to be bold, but I was saying that recently, and a guy in the front row just crossed his arms when I was saying this and was just like, nope. Nope. And I couldn't, I couldn't let it go. And I was like, excuse me, sir, I'm sorry, is there something wrong? He's like, to the left or the right, put it behind the belt. And I was like, what? He's like, put it behind the belt. And I'm like, that's ridiculous. <laughs> I've never heard of that in my entire life. And never once have I undone a guy's pants and been karate chopped 
my dick in the forehead. <laughs> what are you talking about? I'm built. Um, do we have any vegans here? Yeah, two, two vegans. Welcome. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna be cheesy and, uh, you know, I know I'm wearing shoulder pads, but I'm not gonna make fun of vegans. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, thing is, vegans is great. I like vegan food. It's fine. I'm not gonna make fun of you. But is anybody here on the paleo diet? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> if you don't know what the paleo diet is, it's like when people are like, I only eat things that like cavemen eat. And I was like, great, cavemen only live till 30. That's great news for everyone else <laughs> in life. But um, I was like getting hate, like I was just hating going like paleo diet because I think it's really stupid. And um, my one friend was trying to get in on it. She was like, yeah, yeah, paleo is so dumb. It's so stupid. Like, where are you going to find dinosaur meat? <laughs> and I was like, what? And I was about to come down on her and just be like, you idiot. But then I realized, nah, she probably went to Catholic school. So <laughs> she not know any better. A little bit more about me. Um, I took French for nine years. And I cannot speak it. <laughs> However, thank you. Thank you, the one real guy in here. You all are like, um. But uh, I cannot speak it. However, the one thing French did teach me is I am very good at designating gender to inanimate objects. <laughs> like, amazing at it. Like, for instance, like uh, ketchup and mustard, right? Mustard's the lady, ketchup's the man. And you guys are like, whoa! How did she come up with that? It was very easy if you think about it, right? Because uh, not everybody likes mustard. <laughs> I like that one man who laughed at that. Shame on you women. But let's face it, not everybody likes mustard. Some people really think mustard should just stay in the kitchen and never come out. And ladies, ketchup makes 20% more in the workplace. So ridiculous. Anyways, this show is the best. It quite possibly is. Like, yeah. Yeah. 
what? This show is like if you were gone for a week. That's how great it is. But this also is a podcast tonight, so if you're gonna laugh, please laugh out loud because it will make us look cool. We need that. <laughs> Nobody wants a spoken word podcast. <laughs> like even most sad uh, stories on the moth at least get some laughs here or there. So really count on you guys. And if you want to heckle, don't. <laughs> um, just come talk to me after the show and we can dig down and figure out what happened to you and what exactly your father said to make you that way. But um, it is a podcast and we are lucky to have some sponsors for this podcast. So right now, I would like to bring up Kevin and Sven, the sponsors from the Best Buddies Corporation. So they're gonna do a little thing. Two. All right, we gave it up. We're sharing sponsoring something. Yeah. <laughs> you should get two microphones. I am so, Kevin. This is Sven. Uh, we are from the Best Buddies. Uh, basically, it's uh, it's a second to the Big Brothers. We're getting bigger though. Uh, we were actually rejected from the Big Brothers by two, two of us. us. Yeah. We're not we're not bitter about it. So let's just move on. All right. We're just gonna take our bat and ball, go home, and make our own. You know. Exactly. Yeah. Okay, thank you. Because when it comes down to it, the two of us, no no organization is going to tell us that, or government body is going to tell us that we can't love kids. Exactly. We love children. All right? Basically how it works, we go on a lot of wilderness retreats with your kids, hopefully. Right? And we, uh, we give them a lot of lessons or tips. Just the tips. Because that is... At that age, they can't handle a full lesson. Usually the kids can handle just the tips. Okay. <laughs> uh, you said that in the worst way possible. I don't see how. Basically, <laughs> only one kid at a time, two of us, in the woods, alone, giving them tips. <laughs> Does that sound so bad? <laughs> Double team and wilderness tips. On your children. Just we force tips into your kids. Heads. Heads. Into the heads. In? In their bodies. Hmm. And I should point out that we own a van just because we carry a lot of equipment. Not for other reason that you guys. And more than three windows is just frivolous. Okay? So that's why it's, it's white. Because that's the color of... Please donate to our children's charity. Thank you. And leave us alone. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. Thank no you. Way. Thank you. Thank you, Kevin and Sven. Wow. The best buddies. Wow. Oh, and you're desperate? Ah, you pick you pick them, right? You really pick them. Gonna have a word with uh, my co-organizer. Anyways, guys, um, we have an amazing show for you tonight. Um, we literally have picked the best in the city. Um, so without further ado, our first guest is a musical act. Please give it up for Mr. Marty Tops, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs>
Hey guys. Thank you. Um, listen, thank you for sitting through some music at the top of the show. I know you guys are here for some jokes. So I'm not going to waste any of your time. And uh, just get right to it. This is a little song about a shirt I love, but sing along if you know the words.
Damn! 
Thanks, I think so too. <laughs> to stop catering funerals. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So, um, listen, guys. We got a lot more show for you. Um, your next guest is a um, stand-up comedian. We're going to switch it up a bit. Um, he's one of my favorites. Uh, he has a show on Thursday nights at the Comedy Bar. Go check it out. Well, not tonight. But go check it out on another night. <laughs> um, please give it up. For Tim Gilbert, ladies and gentlemen. The best. Hi. Hi, everybody. How are you? Very 
to say one thing, just get it out of the way real fast. Uh, everybody's thinking it, I'm just going to say it straight up. Everybody on that missing plane is a basic ass bitch. <laughs> All right. Um, how you guys doing? Everybody's doing good? say what an honor it is to be performing in front of such a rich old tapestry. <laughs> oh boy. This must be what it feels like to perform stand-up in, inside of a Ferrero Rocher. <laughs> um, this one's for the ladies. Any ladies here tonight? <laughs> ladies. We all on that online dating shit, right? And if you ain't on it, you might as well be because your best girl is and that is all you ever hear about. Ladies, I'm sick and tired of these men lying on their online dating profiles. You know, you meet some guy in there, he seems nice, he sends you a picture, he looks nice, and then he starts saying some shit like, we should meet up sometime, we should get together. You know, I'm not in a wheelchair, I'm not in a wheelchair, I'm not in a wheelchair. <laughs> Ladies, I went out with a guy last weekend, that motherfucker was in two wheelchairs. Because that motherfucker got cut in half. All right, uh, folks, we all live in Toronto, right? I assume since we're here at the beautiful old Gladstone Hotel, we all live on the west side, right? Yeah! Oh my god. Everybody said yes. Good. No. Everybody said yes. Um, well, uh, I had the displeasure of speaking to someone from the east side of town. You know how it is. And uh, she had the gall to say, she was like, I don't like coming to the west side. Everybody over here is a hipster. Ugh. How come everybody has a beard? Ew. I don't like it. You don't see me going over to the east side of town saying, hey, how come everyone over here has a dead leg? How come everybody on this side of town was born with a horrific spinal condition? and are literally and metaphorically shuffling their feet through life. Once you go across that river, it's like Chernobyl over there. So congratulations, miss. In my uh, possession, I have two nice white button-up shirts. These are my two nice white button-up shirts that are generally reserved for funerals and weddings and events of the like. But it's always a bummer when I have to go to put one of them on because I always forget that the armpits in both of my nice white button-up shirts have become a beautiful soft French vanilla color. And you don't see any of those horny bridesmaids chasing after the guy with brown armpits. <laughs> Which, by the way, has to be some kind of an ur urban legend, right? The horny bridesmaids thing? I've never in my life had sex with a bridesmaid, for one. I've had the same girlfriend for seven years, which is probably a huge part of it. But <laughs> I've in my life, 
I've been to five or six, in my adult life, I've been to five or six weddings, and I've never, ever seen a bridesmaid that made me think, oh wow, what a horny babe. <laughs> Generally, when you're meeting a bridesmaid, it's like, oh, this is your sister? Oh, cool. The one that moved to Japan just because of anime? Cool. Nice to meet you. So exciting to meet another human being with literally the exact same body as me. Uh, I know you guys all paid five bucks to hear jokes about one person and one person only. This person represents us. So I'll give you a quick second to audibly proclaim your yays or nays when I say his name. And that's uh, Southwestern Ontario's one and only Justin Bieber. <laughs> well, <laughs> I just I just saw this video. They, there's a video that's out now of him. I'll let me preface this by saying, let's all remember the time when he was like a beautiful doe-eyed little doe holding a guitar, you know what I mean? Now he's like this disgusting shithead. And he, there's a video of him pissing in a prison. Yes, this, I'd like everyone to leave during my set. There's a video of him pissing in a prison in Florida. And there's a huge black box that's like censored not literally a black box, but there's a huge black box covering his genital area so you can't see his dick while he's pissing in jail. If you haven't seen it, I say check it out. <laughs> because, you know, even though there is that black box there, it's still surprisingly easy to masturbate to. <laughs> You seem like a smart crowd. I'm guessing a lot of university professors here tonight. Maybe some deans. Make some noise, deans. Great. Well, this is for you. Uh, who remembers the books Choose Your Own Adventure? Great. Well, here is a choose your own joke. I mean joke, sorry. Choose your own joke. Uh, this is a, okay, by a round of applause, you have two options. Who wants to hear a joke about a dream I had? Yes. Okay. Or, who wants to hear a joke about some ice cream I had? Okay, okay. This is a joke about a dream I had. I had a dream the other night that I got a, a touchdown in the Super Bowl. And I was so happy, and it felt so good. And you look up, and the crowd is chanting your name and cheering for you, and I was finally just like, oh my god, I'm finally so happy. It happened, I'm so happy, this feels so good. All of a sudden, I wake up, and I'm laying on the ground, and there's a dog shitting in my mouth. <laughs> so for whatever reason, I'm just laying on the ground, letting a dog shit into my mouth. But then I wake up again, and I'm actually eating a chocolate soft serve ice cream cone. Oh my god, it was about ice cream the entire time! 
Ice Shyamalan of Canadian comedy. <laughs> Twist endings all over the place. The dog was Bruce Willis. <laughs> uh, before I go, uh, I recently found uh, this uh, notebook of jokes that I wrote while I was in high school. So without further ado, I present to you tonight jokes I wrote in high school. Thank you very much. Save your woos till I'm done. Don't woo yourself out. Okay. Jokes I wrote in high school. Okay. Today, my ex-girlfriend, Melissa, real name, told me that she has a new boyfriend. And he's so cool. But he's in Brazil right now, working as a model. Yeah, right. <laughs> and I'm best friends with corn. <laughs> pretty much just about how cool the band Corn is and I'd like to be friends with them. So uh, that's pretty much it. Thank you very much.
brown hair, down around jaw length. Okay. Uh, jaw rule jaw? She had eyes. <laughs> Some, somewhere above, maybe straggling the nose. Okay, what, um, what about my nose? What talk about my nose? She's got a nose, it's nice. I, I only saw her once when she was holding me hostage. I can't do uh, this. I remember her nose. <laughs> I remember what it looks like. Um, well, can you thank this? Give it up for Josh. Thanks, Josh. <laughs> Why don't you like uh, tell you? Do you have a joke? You gotta have a joke. Street joke. Street cop. Beat cop. Street. Street beat. Street kid. Street hands up, clapping. Come on. <laughs> okay, I'll uh, I'll tell a joke. Yeah, let's give it up for him. Come on. Uh, hey. Uh, anyone ever? Uh, anyone out here hate fire firemen? Yeah! Right? I, uh, you know why uh, firemen are so, uh, firemen are so in love with themselves, they, uh, they just sit around all day, uh, looking at a calendar and, uh, playing with their hose, you know? Oh, hey, thank you very much! Going bald, 
uh, which we can all agree is way too soon for that to happen. That's weird. Uh, kind of a shitty hand to be dealt. Because balding is unfortunate regardless of your age, but it is so much worse when you have acne still. You know? I'm kind of like half the worst part of being 14 and half the worst part of being 40, just all at the same time. I'm like a centaur, but I suck. <laughs> you see a centaur, and you're like, oh, that's the coolest. What a practical interweaving of species. You see me, and you're like, oh. Well, I hope he's not sick or something. Poor little balding boy. Why is that teenager so stressed out? Could he be going through a divorce? <laughs> Uh, this might be a bit of a controversial opinion. I, I'm going to put it out there anyways. I think it's, it's the year 2014. We need to stop making fun of each other's genitals. Okay? <laughs> Serious. Don't pretend it doesn't happen. You ladies, you like to make fun of us with our little tiny whatnots. And, uh, and we, will like, we like to make fun of you with your flippity-floppity hoo-hahs. And it's, uh, it's enough, okay? Everyone's genitals in their own wonderful way uh, are equally gross. So there's, there's no point. Like, the nicest dick still looks like raw chicken parts. Who cares? There's no winners here. I've heard some ladies refer to their vaginas as a flower, and I'm sorry, but no way. That would, that would be the meanest looking flower. That flower would devour small marsupials. They would have to remove it from the wildlife because it was disturbing the food chain. Like I said, we shouldn't make fun. I'm not in a position to make fun. I have an uncircumcised penis, and that's as bad as you can do. That is a snake eyes in the craps game of genitals. Uh, anytime a lady has ever sucked my dick, I've been like, bless your little heart. Are you sure? Look how awful it looks. It looks like something that should jump out and scare you in a haunted house. I would never suck one of these. They're far too extraterrestrial looking, you know. I'd be worried if I sucked one, it'd be like the movie Alien, and two hours later, a smaller uncircumcised penis would burst out of my chest cavity. And then I'd have to suck that one also. Gross. I've thought about getting the old snipper who is an adult, like getting circumcised today. Uh, but I have, I have this weird fear that all of a sudden, uncircumcised penises will become cool. They'll just, they'll just be in style all of a sudden, like on the cover of magazines and shit. I don't know why. I think, I think as a society, we sometimes pretend that ugly things are cute. Uh, like pug dogs are doing okay, uh, and that is definitely the grossest dog. Every pug looks like a normal dog had sex with a raisin. And then you just like took the resulting offspring and blew cigarette smoke in its face. It's like you peeled the face off a normal dog stuck in bits of funnel cake and sewed it all back up. They are tempura battered little monsters. Pugs are like the Benjamin Button of dogs and Benjamin Button was old and gross the whole movie. <laughs> I don't even care if you guys like pugs. That's great. Go ahead. Like pugs. That's awesome. I feel like the people who like pugs are the same people who like uncircumcised penises, and I need you guys out there. Because they're both, like, all scrunched up at the end. You can see how physically it's similar. Talk about buttholes now, I think. You guys 
are on board, good. Today's topic is butthole maintenance, specifically. Uh, I think it's crazy that in North America we use toilet paper instead of a bidet. Uh, because would you feel more clean if you had a shower or if you just wiped your body down with paper towels? <laughs> You guys understand what I'm saying? In order to clean anything, you get it wet. Except for your own butthole. That's so gross. Animals. Animals have cleaner buttholes than we do, and they're just licking them. It's purely a moisture game. Have you guys, have you seen a cat's butthole? Don't answer that, I know you have. Uh, because if you've met one cat, you've seen a cat's butthole. They flaunt them constantly, uh, as they should. That shit is pristine. It's actually quite impressive. The cats are trying to teach you. They're saying, hey! Hey, look at this! You see this big fella? Just a little bit of water. This could be you. To get into an actually more serious topic, I, I think we can all agree it's, uh, it's unfortunate that homophobia is still a problem today. Uh, I don't have a problem. I know, from buttholes to homophobia. We're, what an eclectic brand of humor this man is. Uh, no, really, I think it's, uh, it's uh, I don't have a problem with anybody if they're gay or if they're straight or if they're asexual. Although asexual, I just don't understand. It's like finding out that somebody doesn't like pizza. What? You like pizza? Everybody likes pizza. There's so many different kinds. You don't like any kind of pizza? Well, we already ordered pizza. I'm sorry. I thought everybody would be okay with it. Uh, but no, homophobia is a bummer. Because even if for some reason you hate gay people, I feel like you need to pick your battles, right? Like, overpopulation is the world's biggest problem, and gay sex has resulted in exactly zero children. So, like, how can you hate same-sex marriage more than the Earth running out of the resources that it needs to support human life? That's crazy. I think everybody should just be gay for, like, 30 years. I don't want to do it. I'll do it if you guys do it. You know that? You know, be gay? population will drop so far, we can just waste food all the time. I guess we do that anyways, but then it would be out of fun instead of ignorance. And then in the future, in the future, if anybody's homophobic, you can be like, well, I don't know. Remember when everyone was gay? <laughs> and fixed everything? You were gay. How can you? And a homophobe, they, they never have a good argument, you know? It's always like, oh man, being gay, being gay is just unnatural. It's like being gay is not unnatural. The human body is built specifically for gay sex to happen. All right, follow me here, friends. Inside of my butt is the male prostate. And if you press something against the male prostate, well, hey, it feels pretty good. Uh, but in order to reach it, you need something long tubular. I go, I don't know. A throbbing cock. <laughs> so what's that little button doing in there then if gay people aren't supposed to exist and have sex with each other? Did God put that in there so that my loyal wife can finger blast my butt? <laughs> or maybe is uh, that little button just in there because any human being can take their dumb genitals and mission to another person's genitals and feels good and that's a beautiful thing. I stumbled on the words but you get the point. 
Yeah. I think that's a great thing. Not enough people appreciate that. You can take your junk and put it on anybody's junk and it's gonna be pretty good. You can't miss. That's great. That's great. Your body doesn't have to do that for you. Your body could be like, I'm not gonna take the time to figure out how to make gay sex feel good. That's a niche market. That's like one in 15 people. That's crazy. I got lots of problems to deal with. I don't know why ingrown hairs are happening. Uh, but no, your body's awesome. It wants everybody to be happy. It's like your body's having a barbecue and it finds that there's a few vegetarians coming. And it's like, well, I mean, I already had all this ground beef ready to go, but fuck it, I'll make a few veggie burgers. Why not? I'll make a few extra veggie burgers in case anybody just wants to try it. Thank you, that joke is much more controversial in its original Russian. You guys have been a lot of fun, thank you so much. Have a good night.
It was, yeah, yeah, it turns out um, I'm allergic to, to running. This is, this is real. Uh, so I'm supposed to be fat. I'm not allowed to exercise. I'm just gonna stay home and eat chips and dip all of the time now with my life, because it's, it's, it's my health. I have to do it like that. Um, I have to be that way. Uh, I'm going to be in, I guess, my second uh, wedding party this year. Yeah, uh, the first time I was a bridesmaid when I was, uh, I think it was about six, and I had to dance with a groomsman who was like 40, and I cried the whole time. It made me really uncomfortable. And him, he's probably like, we're gonna get a hot bath, and I'm like, <laughs> just like crying in his arms. Um, and then, uh, so this time, it's, uh, I'm actually going to be a groomsman. Um, I'm in my friend's uh, side, male side of the wedding party, and uh, I'm excited. But the woman who's in the female side uh, refuses to walk down the aisle with me. A little nuts, right? I'm like, okay, this is not your wedding, so shut the fuck up. Uh, also, that's, well, that's crazy. So I, I feel like so now she's uncomfortable. So now I've decided to make her night just the worst and ruin her whole evening. So I'm going to be the biggest, creepiest lesbian the entire time. Like, middle of the service, I want to look over and be like, yeah, yeah, just like, for those of you who can't see my act out, it was a, what is that even called? Munching on, I don't even know what it is, it's a disgusting thing, but I just want to do that, like, the entire service, and wear like an old, like, dusty baseball suit, and it's like, I don't watch a lot of sports and just drag a bat around the whole time. And be like, later on after the service, my pussy, your butt, that's how it's gonna work. I don't know how lesbians do things, I don't think. Pussy and butt, that's how it works, right? I was gay for a month, I didn't know what I was doing either. It's a weird month. Um, I don't know why I always bring that up and I make myself uncomfortable. Like, why am I telling these people about this? I don't know. Um, what else did I want to, uh, oh, I drank two beers, now I'm all in my head. Oh yeah, um, I, I work at a restaurant and uh, I have this weird thing where people feel like they can say whatever the hell they want to me at all times. And uh, this man walked in, and I was standing behind the bar, he looks at me and he goes, whoa, <laughs> okay. I'm like, sir, hi, he's like, <laughs> look at those European shoulders. <laughs> you literally just, that's the first thing that came to your head. I'm like, you know, I'm gonna manhandle the shit out of whatever the fuck you decide to eat now, you piece of shit. How did you know I was the linebacker for Team Bulgaria? Sit the fuck down. You a mind reader? What is going on here? I'm like, I have this problem, I have this problem my whole life. Like, people literally will see me on the street and just say anything to me. So I was uh, on lure, like, uh, it was last winter, all my friends, it took three of my friends, and we were all wearing like winter shit, and this crazy toothless man comes out of nowhere, stops right at me, and goes, <laughs> Such a Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. 
$45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Big woman. <laughs> 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 All right, buddy, moving along. We're all like the same height and size, you asshole. You can just get the fuck out of here. He's like, <laughs> like walking and laughing. He looks back, I'm like, you're not done, are you? Comes back, he's like, oh, no. How'd you get so big? Like, you know what? No, asshole. How did you lose every tooth but one? That's what I really want to know. Like, this is the right one. He just brushed that one, let the rest fuck off. Like, come on, buddy. It's a really big, soft tooth, like a big hubba bubba, just dangling in there. I'm like, I kissed him to make sure it was a little minty. He left directly after that. That made him uncomfortable. Um, if you ever want to be immediately hated by everybody in a room, uh, wear a Medieval Times crown, not at Medieval Times. <laughs> punch someone in the throat, just he walked in and was like, that's it, get out of here, like, no reason, it's an anger problem that I'm dealing with, um, I, uh, I'm at the, I'm at, I'm 29, I'm 29, and my parents really want me to have kids, and I'm like, look, Tinder's not working, it's not gonna happen, um, I haven't found my soulmate on there yet, um, and, like, my mom, like, last time I was over dinner, she's like, when I was your age, I had like 10 kids. I'm like, I have one sister. Where's everybody else? Well, how many kids did you kill and not tell anybody about? This is a very strange thing. I wish you told me earlier in my life. But I think my, like my parents are uh, weird. They're weird, and I, I, I think they've made me weird, and I don't want to have a weird kid because they creep me out. Um, I used to work at this camp, and this little girl is like, uh, Parents are coming, and it's like four, and they're picking all the kids up. And she's like, this high, and she's like, like right above like, my stomach height. She came to hug me, she's like, oh, nom, 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 I'm eating your vagina. I'm like, no, you're not eating my vagina. And all the kids are like, we're eating our vagina. So all these kids are running, I'm like, ah! And the parents are like, whose vagina? I'm like, my vagina, they're eating it, they're almost done. And you know what I'm saying? It's like, no, it's a game, it's a game. We always play, we don't play. You know, I'm not gonna work here tomorrow, you're right. You will not see me here with your children tomorrow, no way. This is a weird thing that's happening. Um, like my parents would do, uh, like, I don't know, like weird shit. Like, I, I didn't, like, they didn't tell me about like, my period or sex or anything like that. Like my mom, when I thought my period, she'd take this and gave me a pad and I didn't know it opened. I'm like, well, this is a weird feeling. Just walking around with it, not doing anything, just flipping all over the place. It's disgusting. And like, my, like, I, I never learned like about like the male genitalia. Like I had a sister, uh, so I didn't see uh, my first dick and balls until I was 13 years old, literally. And um, I was at a Highland dancing competition, and uh, <laughs> the man in the kilt standing above my head just swinging his hips. 
And I was like, no! Because when you look up uh, at a dick and balls, it just looks like three balls. <laughs> There's no dick. <laughs> I was confused for a long time. Like the first time I pulled around with the guy, I'm like, let's see what's going on down here. Ah! One of your balls is sick. <laughs> it's kind of long, it's a little hard. It's like a thumb without a nail. Put it away, I hate it. That's gross. Like the first time, like I wish, like I wish someone would tell me like how, how disgusting sex is the second it's finished. Right? Like it's gross. Like the second it's done, you're like, oh, get off me, it stinks. And there's like just weird blotches all over the bed. And you're like, dripping, let me get to the bathroom for trips to the carpet. Like, it's just a, a huge ordeal. And at the very end, all the guys act like the girls don't see this. You guys have this single clear drip that comes out of your dick like a single fucking tear. Like, your dick's like, I'm so sad, it's over. Like, you think women are emotional after sex. No, take your crying dick to the bathroom, sniffle it up, make mama sandwich on the way back, and she's all great. And if you're not laughing at your guy, it's because you have a single drip right now. She can see it. All right, thanks, guys. Thanks, that poem. Same guy as before. 
This is a, a mono monologue about getting mono. <laughs> I have mono. My kisses are diseased from this kissing disease. Oh, if these lips could talk, and they can. <laughs> they tell a tale of a bottle spun out of control, spun straight to Kelly. She had a sore throat and swollen glands, and she was sleepy. Now I've been sleepy and young and swollen. And now I have mono. Oh no, this, this Caribbean gentleman is my arch nemesis. I read. It's monologue mon, you better believe. This means, this means that what I've always feared is coming true, that the mono monologue has to go mono a mono with monologue mon. <laughs> <laughs> now you know I'm monologue man. You know what that means. You gotta feel the rhythm. You gotta feel the rhyme. You gotta know that it's monologue man time. Sanka, <laughs> you dead man? Yeah, man. End. Last class. A round of applause. Did I win? <laughs> or did this blood clot monologue mon win? <laughs> well, at least that weird tongue twister worked because <laughs> it was all hinging on that. Okay, guys! <laughs> some a character work. So please give it up for Miss Allison Hogg, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Hi guys, how's it going? <laughs> and that's how you do it. You press that button. Cool. Guys, I'm, I'm going to do some uh, some character stuff for you. If it sounds too weird, well, it'll probably be a bit weird, but we're, you guys seem fun and nice. Um, <laughs> so this first character, um, I haven't named her yet, but she really likes dip. Um, okay, so I'm at a party. She really likes dip. Oh, yeah. Mm. Okay. 
good. That is good dip. What's in there? I don't know. I'm going to have to go for another peek here. What is it? Mmm. Mmm, man. That's delicious dip. That's really, that is good dip. That's one of the best dips I've ever had, that dip. God, look at me. Just licked my finger. That's how good that is. I'm licking my finger because it's delicious. Dip. Who brought it? Who brought the dip? Diane, you bring that dip? It's good. Have you tried it? You gotta get in here. It's good dip. But wait, I might eat it all because I love it so much. because I love it so much, it's so good. Do you know what I mean? I'd love to make it for myself, like maybe a breakfast dip or a lunch dip or a dinner dip, you know what I mean? I'd love to make this dip for myself because I really like it. Who brought it? Shannon, you see you bring this dip in? Because I really like it. Who brought it? You usually know who brought... Oh, come on. Is that tarragon? What's in there? Just give me some clues. Am I close? And the tarragon and the lemon or something? I'm feeling something like a thyme or something. I don't know. Come on! Don't Joke's over! Brought it! Come on! I need this recipe! So guys, just tell me you brought the dip, please! You're all just staring at me. I'd really love for someone to tell me who brought the dip, okay? Because I love it. So just tell me you brought the dip, right? Just step forward, show yourself. Tell me you, you, <laughs> you brought the dip, right? <laughs> she needs fucking assholes walked in here with this fucking dip and is not fessing up to it. Cause like, <laughs> which one of you fucking ladies brought this dip? I really, look, I'm raising my voice now and I don't do that a lot. Unless I need to know who fucking brought the dip in. Alright? Who brought the dip? Becky, you tell me who brought the dip! I know you know! Don't fucking text on your phone, right? Don't take a picture of me! Who brought it? Who brought it? and my Aunt Bobby, and I hope it's not incredibly confusing. Um, 
Okay, so, um, oh, it looks like we're out of wine, no problem, brought another one. Hey. I have like a really good, uh, I have a really good question scenario for you. Oh, no, I have one. Is this another one of your, like, hypothetical questions that leads to no archive scenarios? This is a good one, don't worry about it, we're gonna do it. Okay, this is a good one. Don't shh, this is a good one, okay. <laughs> All right. Okay, so you're at a stranger's house. Or like, you might know them. You might know the person, but you don't know them well. Okay. And you have to go to the bathroom. Real bad. Okay? And this is like, you ate something rotten. Have to go to the bathroom bad, okay? So you have to go in their bathroom. You gotta use their bathroom in a nasty way. And you go, there's no toilet paper. What do you do? Um, there's like tissue, like a like Kleenex box on the back of the toilet. That's usually a thing. Usually people have that. <laughs> it's not tissue. <laughs> no tissue in this bathroom. Okay. Um, hmm. Well, it's kind of gross, but maybe like a magazine or like a newspaper or something. Mm -mm. There's none of those. There's no, there's no, there's no magazines, there's no newspapers. This person doesn't read in their bathroom. Great, uh, okay, so, I guess I'd use like a face cloth or like a, a towel or something under their sink and I'd hide it or something like that. And, mm -mm. There's none of those in there, they don't have any towels or face cloths in their bathroom. Great, this is going, this is going well. Um, okay, so then I, uh, what do I do, Aunt Bobby? Uh, I use the shower curtain. Mm -mm, glass door. Right, of course. Uh, um, the bath, okay, yeah, the bath mat. I'm gonna wipe my ass with the bath mat. Oh, that's gross, but, um, mm -mm, there's no bath mat either. Cool, okay. My sock, I'm gonna take my sock off, my foot. I'm gonna wipe my ass with it. Is that what you wanna hear, Aunt Bobby? Is that it? <laughs> You're wearing sandals. <laughs> yeah, sure I am. Uh, okay, then I use, um, I use my underwear or my shirt or my jean shorts, whatever it is that I'm wearing, I'll, I'll take that off, I'll wipe my ass with it, and then I'll walk out of this house full of shame. You're naked, that's the thing. I just decided that you had sex with them. You had sex with this person and now you're in the bathroom taking a shit. Good, great. So let's recap on this, Bobby. I am, okay, I'm in the bathroom, I've just had sex with someone. There is no toilet paper, no tissue, no magazines. It's a glass store, there's no bath mat. I'm only wearing sandals and I'm naked. That's, so I'm in a room with a toilet and nothing else but my sandals. 
Yeah, that's right. What are you going to do? <laughs> <laughs> what are you going to do? I'm going to use my, I'm going to use my hand. Oh my God, she, that Alice is going to use her hand to wipe her ass. Oh my God, that's so gross. <laughs> Such a real conversation I had with my <laughs> Pretty much verbatim. Okay, I have one. Uh... <laughs> so stupid. Um, I have one more thing for you. It requires um, just this. Just to prop glasses. And I'm gonna part my hair on the other side. <laughs> okay. Oh, hey guys. I'm just gonna conduct a quick, quick survey as, as to what your favorite snack foods are. So if you could just raise your hands if you like these snacks. <laughs> That'd be real swell thing. Yogurt covered raisins. Anybody? Got one? Two people for yogurt covered raisins. <laughs> Two. Mars bars? Who likes Mars bars? Out of seven. <laughs> seven. How about fuzzy peaches? Lots <laughs> of fuzzy peaches. Doesn't know till it's all over. <laughs> Put 
your hand in my bag. It's a whole new ball game. <laughs> I was the bits and bites guy the whole time. Remember that commercial? <laughs> and uh, now I have an accurate uh, knowledge of your snack So thank you very much for letting me do that. got me fired from my job into multiple publications across the country, an hour on CBC, and made me close personal friends with Celine Dion's limo driver. Is that something you want to hear? Yeah. All right, let's start with a little exposition here. The year is 2010, the season is spring. The city is Kamloops, British Columbia, population 100,000 and I am the sous chef of a multi-million dollar restaurant who is going in day to day with the same tired routine, all right? And now, I get a little bored of it, right? So I decide to make things a little interesting for myself for the routine of the day to day. I start seeing what little lies I can convince people of, right? To see what, uh, like a personal challenge. Now the first lie was pretty innocent. It was that uh, my father was black and my mother was Japanese and this is just what I evened out to, right? And then once I convinced someone of that, I moved on to the next little lie to see if I could convince them of it. And it started gently escalating, right? The next one was instead of having wisdom teeth taken out, I had a set put in. I had space for it. It was elective, right? And so I kept starting to escalate and escalate until one day one of the server girls comes up to me and she asked me like, hey, what's new with you? And instead of like replying like, oh, not too much, I said, in two weeks I'm going to move to India for six months to be on that Slumdog Millionaire show. <laughs> and at this point I had reached such a level of confidence in my speech, she believed it. And so I started thinking, I wonder how many people I can convince of this specific lie. And in two weeks, we ended up throwing a house party for me, my entire restaurant, where everyone did confessionals into the camera about how much they were gonna miss me, and that I would have a great time in India exploring and stuff like that. And at the end of the night, I told them, ah, I got you. And now, after that prank, things started getting serious, right? I started really wanting to top myself. So we started going through things where I would have like a dozen people over at my house to pop 35 kilos of popcorn to fill my friend's car. I threw a kegger with non-alcoholic beer. I started getting crazy, right? I started wanting to leave a legacy. So I thought of this one thing I wanted to do. Um, back in the day, I worked at this little grocery mart called Cooper's Foods, right? 
and uh, this notorious rapper at the time, Busta Rhymes. Anyone here listen to Busta Rhymes? <laughs> a couple Busta Rhymes fans. He came through town on his tour bus. He stopped in our parking lot. I got to show him and his boys where the Doritos were in our grocery mart. And then he went to this little place called The Pantry. It was a little restaurant right across from us. And he had lunch there, a nice sultry lunch. And I thought it was plausible that a celebrity might come through our town. And it was also plausible that they might also eat at our restaurant if they did come through our town. So I was like, who would be a funny person to see my restaurant get worked up about? And at the time, Justin Bieber's Somebody to Love was a pretty big hit on the radio. And when it came on, I was like, that's my guy. That's my muse. He's my ticket into this thing. So I did a little research, and in about a month's time, uh, Tuesday, September 19th, it was plausible that on his Cross Canada tour, he might be coming through Kamloops, BC, and therefore also plausible that he might eat at my restaurant, Earl's in Kamloops, BC. <laughs> right? So I start planning, right? I hire voice actors. I create fake email accounts. I hire a limo a month in advance, because that's how long. Kamloops only has one limo, you guys. And I created a gentle backstory about how I would be down in Vancouver at a bachelor party, but I was also kind of bummed because I had to drive my sister down to some Justin Bieber album signing, you know, planting the seed, right? And so time starts going by, and now Sunday, September 17th, two days before Justin Bieber is supposed to arrive, I get my first voice actor to make a call to the restaurant asking them if they would be able to handle a high-profile client the night of Tuesday the 19th. And of course they say, absolutely, without a doubt, we'll be able to do this. The next morning, Monday, September 18th, 8 o'clock a.m., I fire off the first round of emails from the made-up email accounts. All right. Now, originally, I'd intended the prank just to be on the higher-up inner circle of my restaurant, the head chef and the general manager and that crew, right? But what happened was the general manager was reading the email. One of the bar girls was also reading the email over his shoulder. She got to Justin Bieber and the don't tell anyone else part before he did and flipped out about it, right? She starts running around the restaurant. Oh my God, Justin Bieber's coming tomorrow night to eat here. And suddenly everyone working in the restaurant that day knows Justin Bieber's coming tomorrow night to dine at Earl's Restaurant in Camelot's BC, <laughs> right? Now what happens is the people working that day told the people not working that day the people not working that day told their friends and family, their friends and family told their friends and family, their friends and family told their friends and family, their friends and their, and so on. And in about four hours time, on the radio, the news, Facebook, and Twitter, Justin Bieber is coming to Kamloops, BC to eat at Earl's Restaurant Tuesday the 19th. So, um, I had a little conversation planned for later that night with one of my voice actors to go over the stipulations of his visit. I give the voice actor a call saying, hey man, are you able to do this still? And he says, what are you doing? No, this is definitely illegal. I am not down for this. 
So I call my backup voice actor, and he's totally gay. <laughs> That's right, I plan ahead. I make my salad dressing before my salad. I prepare for things, right? So now, eight o'clock, Monday, September 18th, one day before Justin Bieber's visit, I have my voice actor call my general manager to go over the stipulations of Justin Bieber's visit. And I'll tell you, I'll cut it down to just the good ones. Um, Justin Bieber's table must be noticeably brighter than the rest in the restaurant. <laughs> Dr. Pepper is to be kept chilled on site. Uh, Justin Bieber likes his table sat with six forks, five spoons, and an assortment of knives. <laughs> um, if Chicken McNuggets are not a regular menu item, the head chef should be prepared to make them upon request. Um, Justin Bieber is to be served by the most attractive and most veteran server. If the most veteran server is not the most attractive, he will still take the most attractive. <laughs> and Justin Bieber likes to listen to his own music while he eats. My World 2.0 should be played throughout the night. <laughs> and everything was bought. So now, Tuesday, September 19th, <laughs> the day of Justin Bieber's arrival. I'm texting with one of my accomplices on the inside to figure out what's going on, right? And he texts me back saying, well, um, the restaurant is booked out now. We've hired, we've got everyone not working to come take on shifts. The restaurant manager says that if this turns out to be a hoax, he's going to shake the hand of whoever pulled it off. But, if it's an employee, they're getting fired on the spot. So now I have to decide, do I want to lose my job over this prank? Because so far, there is nothing connecting me to this. So as long as I don't jump out of the limousine, I'm scot-free, right? But if I do jump out of the limousine, I go down in the history books. So, about two hours before Justin Bieber is supposed to arrive, I decide, I'm gonna make history with this one, right? <laughs> so, the limo comes to pick me up, and I've been upgraded to a big fancy SUV limo because I think they thought I was Justin Bieber too. They're like, there can only be one celebrity in town on this day. And so they take me to the restaurant. The parking lot is packed full. It's usually dead on a Tuesday night. It's jammed. There's preteens scrambling around cars and SUVs. And, this, and in front of the restaurant, right near the main doors, is the head chef, the restaurant manager, our night leader, and two of the most gorgeous girls holding open the doors that did not work for us at all. Right? And so the limousine pulls up, and I can see the smiles on their faces. I've never seen them grin so hard before, because this is the big, first big celebrity comes, and they're just oh, so excited for me to jump out of the car, not knowing it's actually me. And I get the limo driver to hit it, and somebody to love starts blasting out of the studio-grade speakers. And I jump out of the limousine, and they stay smiling but more like this. And I walk over to my general manager to shake his hand, right? Because that's what he's gonna do. And he just points me into the restaurant to say, go deal with that first. 
So I'm like, okay. I walk into the restaurant and two things happen immediately. The first thing, everyone that recognizes me goes, Ow! Of course it's you! The second thing is half of the restaurant runs out crying because they're preteen girls that were expecting Justin Bieber <laughs> in just a flood of adolescent and pre-tween girl tears that creates a small ocean. And so I'm doing a little gloating, a little gloating, right? And my restaurant manager takes me like right away, drags me to the back office and sits me down. And the night leader's in the corner. He's kind of liking what's gone down. He's found it amusing. My night manager, or my general manager, not at all. And he says to me, if you don't want to see things get worse, you're going to go out there and apologize to every single pre-tween girl that has left. Was it worth it? And I just kind of look down at my feet. And I look back up at him, I go, yeah, I think it was. I think it was. And the night manager in the corner is going, no, that was the wrong thing to say. <laughs> but so far, I've lost my job, and I don't want to like, face legal trouble. So I can be a good guy, and I can apologize to whoever's left. And I go out, and I'm in the dining room. I'm apologizing. To, I'm going from table to table, going like, hey, I'm really sorry. I'm not Justin Bieber. <laughs> Maybe sometime he'll come, for real. And they're, they're being pretty good sports about it, right? But then eight minutes later, the restaurant owner shows up because I'm the first big celebrity he's having in his restaurant, right? And immediately he notices what's going on. And we have that moment where Corridor breaks between us, where there's a whole bunch of people and just him at one side, me at the other, and he's staring at me with his cold, steely eyes. And he walks up to me, looks around, extends his hand and goes, stop apologizing for what you've done. Just enjoy what you did here today. <laughs> and he's the first one to shake my hand. And the next day, the entire restaurant had a meeting to decide if I was to be hired back. And the restaurant owner canceled his flight to Phoenix to be at it, to say, no, we're keeping this kid. He's a tourist attraction now. <laughs> oh, and sorry, the Celine Dion part, too. I guess Ward uh, got down to Vegas about my prank, and Celine Dion's limo driver found out about it. So he contacted me on Facebook to say, hey, man, uh, Celine Dion requests the same damn things Justin Bieber does. Let me talk to your restaurant manager. I can get you your job back. <laughs> no, that's OK. I got this, man. And uh, just to uh, epilogue this story, everything was filmed is, uh, and is on YouTube. Justin Bieber Play. That's my play. That's the Justin Bieber story. Thank you. Um, we're gonna switch it up again. Um, this lady 
um, was recently voted Toronto's best afternoon slam poetry artist. So we got some poetry coming up for you. So please get up for Carol Shannon, ladies and gentlemen. children to put to bed today? No? Okay, the only mother. All right. Um, uh, Rhiannon also forgot to mention, I won uh, the Parents Against Poetry, or sorry, Parents Against Peanuts uh, Poetry Slam in 2012. Uh, it was a fundraiser to help criminalize peanuts in public schools. Um, so this first poem is called Rush Hour. Roses are red, violets are blue. Oh, is my stroller blocking the subway entrance? <laughs> I'm a mother. But get over it. <laughs> Thank you, Rihanna. Uh, my next poem, My Baby, My Body. My body, my body, my baby, my body. Look how it hangs, it's worse than Pavarotti. I need to feed the baby and lifting my shirt up is rude. Baby needs to eat and these giant nipples gotta get chewed. My baby, my body, my body, my baby. I feel like I gave birth to a stump. I pee when I jump, I cry when I hump. I want to sit on my rump and all I feel is this lump, this lump of my baby, this lump of my body, my baby, my body. I am not done. Are you a mother? Uh, of course not. <laughs> Ignorant. Ignorant. Uh, it's called the universe. Meow meow goes the kitty. Doo doo goes the ditty. Hurry hurry goes the city. Drip, drip, goes my titties. Oh, oh, thank you. Thank you for taking time out of your precious children's lives to come here and perform for our selfish, selfish people. Oh, God bless you. Okay, guys. Holy shit. To our last act, um, we're going to switch it up again because that's the best. The best equals variety, and this show is variety. So, um, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> we've planned this all. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, uh, very, very, very excited to uh, bring your next guest, who's still sitting. <laughs> Just trying to stop. Uh, we're gonna. We're gonna slow it down with some music. Um, he's one of the organizers with this. I'm really happy to call him a friend, and he's very talented. Please give it up for Casey Lyons, ladies and gentlemen. Gonna play some songs, some of the best songs. Gonna do some songs. Do you do any Tina? Do I do any what now? Tina Turner, simply the best. No, not this one. Joe Esposito, the best. 
No, no best. Oh, stairway to heaven. Freebird. The best. Freebird. Best. This is all going to be solidly second best. No, fuck <laughs> off. It's the best, ladies and gentlemen. Please get over Casey Lyons. Hello, everybody. I'm Casey Lyons. I'm just going to get all uh, situated here. All right. This is going to be the least funny thing that happens tonight. <laughs> Ideally, this is going to be the least funny thing that happens tonight. Everybody hear that? <laughs> All right. I'm actually going to uh, bust out a couple covers for you tonight. Uh, first one is a uh, Paul Simon song. It's called Duncan. Oh, oh, 
words Just thanking the Lord for my fingers Just for my fingers
deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 
Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.